Hey guys, it's that time of year again, you know, we still take a break, you know, and we've done it again. We're going to remember what's important uh, briefly, but we will remember what's important and celebrate the season with none other than our poet laureate, Ah, shucks. Mr. Tony Bolt. Hey, guys. Great to be uh, with you again. It's my favorite day of the year, Jackson. Ah. But, but today we're, today we're snark-free. Oh, no good. snarky comments. No uh, ridicule about hiring decisions wow. or management uh, decisions. It's, it's all about the spirit of the season. And there's no one in my, in my book, in my, <laughs> in my history in, in broadcast, that represents the season better than the spirit of the holidays. Yeah. Uh, the spirit of Christmas, okay. the great Tony Bolin. <laughs> hey, don't be snark-free right, on my account, that's a Keith. We... Yeah. <laughs> Two words that come to mind because of the last episode of Media Insultant. Be local, guys. Just remember, be local. That's the most important thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony. So Thanks glad for somebody listening. Re- yeah. uh, some, somebody reminded me of that. Well, he wanted to see what trouble he was going to get into by even appearing on the show. Yeah, probably. Right? <clears throat> right. All right. We should give a little background. Keith, would you give a little background on how Tony comes to do these poems and, and the why? history thereof? Well, to, you, you, absolutely. I'd be happy to. And I know Tony has some history to share with us as well. But yeah. way back in the day uh, when dinosaurs roamed the earth and you and I were uh, part of the Puget Sound Radio Broadcasters Association, Jackson, and Tony was, was part of our group as well when he was, I think, the general sales manager at KCMS uh, in Seattle. That's a station that still exists, as opposed to KMPS, which is now the Sound. As the as the president of the board of directors of that group, one year I I uh, fall in love with with Tony's sense of humor and and talked him into. We commissioned him to perform a Christmas poem at our most attended lunch of the year, which was the Christmas luncheon for all of the radio folks in Seattle over at Salty's on Alki, and he brought the house down. With uh, with uh, with a great Christmas poem, and and I'm proud to say that even though I left the market shortly thereafter, it's a tradition that continued in my absence. And fortunately, when we started up uh, Media Insultant a couple of years ago, Jackson agreed to let me bring Tony back to relive uh, that moment and share with the whole world, not just the Seattle radio folks, one of his Christmas poems. And we've talked him into it again this year with another edition. So Tony, welcome back to do that. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, it was it was tough to persuade me. If you remember right, my commission was lunch. Uh, you guys comped my lunch, which I appreciate that. I think I lost my amateur status that year. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting gig, and um, it's one of those traditions that was really hard to explain. Right? Tell me again why we do this. I'm not exactly sure, but it was fun. Remains fun, and. Um, so we picked one out of the archives for today, and interestingly enough, Keith, the first one of these actual radio kind of christmas theme poems I did was, drumroll please, 1992, and it was 30 years ago, almost to the day, so we have dredged up the 1992, this is by request uh, from Keith, uh, this is his personal favorite, it's not a digital version, it's still very, very analog, old school Radio, steam-powered transmitter, the whole bit. But this is uh, by request for Keith in Southern California, the Christmas Eve visitor. First presented, by the way, December 18th of 1992. So this is the 30th anniversary update of the Christmas Eve visitor. So with that, guys, shall we just uh, shall we dive in? Okay, bring Let's us, do it, Tony. Bring us some figgy pudding, and we'll see where this, uh, see where this goes. <laughs> the Christmas Eve visitor. 
It was late one wintry Christmas Eve. The Christmas songs had started. The station staff were heading home. They'd almost all departed. The PD and the GSM each strode into the night. Then finally the GM left and softly doused the light. The automation system kept the station on the air. Everything was quiet. Not a soul was stirring there. But later, on that silent night, about the midnight hour, there came the sound of someone climbing carefully down the tower. The lobby door swung open as he crept into the station. His cheery eyes, they twinkled with a bright anticipation. And though the halls were darkened, he was glowing as he came. This was Radio's Father Christmas. St. Marconi was his name. He tiptoed down the corridors of that abandoned place. His snow-white beard was twitching, and a smile lit up his face. He was searching for the stockings that the station staff had hung on the wall above the transmitter when the evening had been young. Back in engineering, with the transmitter aglow, St. Marconi found four stockings hanging neatly in a row. The first had GM on the top. The second said PD. The third was labeled GSM. Those were the largest three. But St. Marconi noted that the fourth was pretty small. Eugene, it read across the top in letters bold and tall. Inside each stocking was a note for the elvish guest to read. Dear St. Marconi, each one said, let me tell you what I need. He grabbed the GM stocking, hung above a transmitter knob. The note said, St. Marconi, please, just help me keep my job. Please send me some employees who will always toe the line, and if you'd keep corporate off my back, well, that would be just fine. I plan to cut commissions since there might be a recession. I'll hire my GSM to teach the rest a lesson. Morale is in the toilet, but I really can't be caring. I'm hoping for a record year in corporate profit sharing. St. Marconi shook his head and muttered with a sigh, This GM is an SOB, a really nasty guy. He stood there for a moment with the note clenched in his fist, then he took the second stocking with the PD's Christmas list. St. Marconi read the note. He shook his bearded head. The PD's boundless ego colored everything he said. My GM is an idiot. That's why everyone berates him, and every person on the staff, like me, manipulates him. St. Marconi read the note. His spirit felt deflated. To tell the truth, the PD wrote, I'm unappreciated. I fear my vast programming skills are wasted on this gig, so St. Marconi, I just want to work at a market twice as big. Oh boy, said St. Marconi. These notes are so depressing. But glancing at the clock, he saw the time was really pressing. He took the sock marked GSM, hoping for the best, but as he read the woman's note, it was just like all the rest. My dear old St. Marconi, said the note from the GSM, <clears throat> I work with a bunch of losers and I have no use for them. Production's a disaster, traffic is a mess, and every time the book comes out, I watch our sales depress. My Christmas list is simple, said the GSM, concluding. A PD who knows what he's doing and a GM who will stop intruding. I just want higher cost per point and a piece of every buy and a sales staff who would kill for me and never whine and cry. The old man stood dumbfounded, staring sadly at the floor. He sighed, aren't there any people who love radio anymore? The GM's scared of corporate, the GSM's a jerk, and the PD is a prima donna. What a piece of work. He raised his head and looked around, then started for the door when he realized he'd forgotten to check stocking number four. He picked it up and opened it, and a smile grew on his face. And St. Marconi muttered, 
there's some hope yet for this place. But it was from a salesman, a rookie named Eugene, and it read, Dear St. Marconi, yes, I know I'm really green, but this business is a lot of fun. And though some days are bad, this really is the most terrific job I've ever had. He wrote, Thank you, St. Marconi, for you played a major part. You launched this thing called radio, and you gave us each our start. I know you'll get a lot of flack from radio folks this season, but I love this crazy business, and people are the reason. You see, radio was built on folks who love the pace of change, who thrive on good relationships, who never would exchange the fun of being in radio for any other post. People who love people, that's what radio needs the most. St. Marconi smiled and left, his Christmas visit done. He had to make a lot of stops, and this was only one, but the old man's heart was lighter as he quietly slipped out. Eugene, it seems, had understood what radio is about. Each of us should remember at the end of every day that it's still a people business, no matter what they say. The corporate types don't get it. The accountants never will. It's the people that we work with that makes radio such a thrill. So in spite of all the pressure and the stress and constant changing, the buyouts and the rumors and the combos rearranging, let's all thank St. Marconi as we raise our Christmas toast. People who love people. That's what radio needs the most. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, all. And to all a good night. Well, happy holidays. And Merry Christmas from all of us here at your favorite podcast, Media Insultant. Jackson, nobody does it better than Tony Bolin. What a great send-off to the holidays. And I look forward to uh, seeing you on the 27th in a couple of weeks as we do our annual predictions for what we see will be happening in the land of media in the coming year. Uh, But until then, buddy, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. We'll see you on the 27th. Happy holidays, Keith.